Scott Ritchie is tuckered out this Monday morning. You know why? Because he had to write about basketball again, live basketball. The basketball tournament featuring the House of Pain, which on Saturday night looked really good, and Richie wrote all about it. Now he's telling me they might win the whole doggone thing. I mean, as well as they played, they've got a chance, but clearly a tough matchup coming uh, with the defending champs on Wednesday. All right, we'll tell you about the House of Pain, about how they're going to cooperate on Snapchat, on radio with Richie. We'll also dive into recruiting. How about that in this week's Inside Illini Basketball? Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. What are those bandages on your fingers? Fireworks. <laughs> Casually, you are. I did not were. light any fireworks this weekend. Uh, can't say the same for my neighbors, but, uh, you know, just kept it low-key. Monday morning here in the Inside Illini Basketball Podcast booth, but Saturday night it was hopping in Champaign. Yeah, I know there were all the fireworks displays were called off. Not. Yeah, the, the official ones were called off. Um the more unofficial variety with perhaps fireworks purchased uh, across the state line uh, in Indiana, which is quite nearby, uh, certainly took the place of the of maybe the, the annual events, you know, fireworks over State Farm Center. Um, the craziest, did you see the video of, of like Oakland? And it was just someone was up on a hill and it was just fireworks across like the entire city. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at News Gazette. This is episode 107 of Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Ritchie, our marathon man, he never stops. I thought the fireworks on Saturday night had something to do with the House of Pain's resounding victory in the basketball tournament. I am here to admonish Scott Ritchie today because several years back I said, this tournament is the greatest thing ever, and he scoffed at me. He said, ah, it's not real basketball. Why are you watching that stuff, Jim? I said, I said, Scott, pay attention, be aware. And now all of a sudden you're the biggest fan of the basketball tournament. I don't know if I'm going to accept you. Here's the thing. Uh, what you're doing on a Monday morning is what I like to call revisionist history because I can guarantee I'd never said, um, let me think, any of that. Uh, I've always enjoyed the basketball tournament because oh. – <laughs> you scoff. It's true. I, I've watched it several of the last few years because there's, and it's 
you know, regular time slot, which is you know late July instead of early, like it is this year. There's nothing else going on. Like baseball is just coming out of the All Star break, um, the dog days of summer of baseball because it no one's really paying attention, you know, at that point. And the basketball tournament is what's on, um, and right now it's all it's the only thing on, you know, except for except for I mean, obviously golf is back, but it's a little different. All right, House of Pain in its first year. Uh, looked really good on Saturday night. A resounding victory against yeah. Take that war Tampa war Tampa, which was only who I mean, kind of an Auburn team. It, yeah, they had three guys. Go back to Bruce Pearl. Um, it, the one thing I mean, jerks. It was I think it was a curious watch maybe for Illinois fans because on one hand Dan Dockich was you know gushing over you know. What Illinois could be if I would when Kofi Coburn comes back, um, and then he also brought up you know what a great guy Bruce Pearl is. So I think Illinois fans probably had a, some mixed emotions you know, about that. But a twenty-three point win, and in the basketball tournament uses the Elam ending. So the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter, you know they take the leading team's score at eight, and that's your that's your target. Um, at that point, House of Pain was up by nineteen. So, I mean, handily took down War Tampa. It was just great to have live basketball again. It was great to see you in action again. Good to know that you can still write on deadline. Yeah, that was a, a first in four months. And then, you know, the fact that it was a blowout uh, kind of helped my cause. Don't okay. have to worry about that this week, though. House of Pain plays Wednesday at 3 p.m. on ESPN against... Uh, the defending champs, so could have a, a tough game against Carmen's crew. You know, the Ohio State alumni team also featuring Dimitri McKamey. Well, I, I sense a, a trend of karma. This, And I, I bring this up because Brandon Paul, who you wrote about in Good Morning Illini Nation and his decision to play for Team Hines and not the House of Pain. It was a business decision, he told you, or he told some podcast. Yeah. But that came back to bite him. Well, and... The beauty of the Elam ending. Uh, Team Hines and Team Sideline Cancer were tied. Next basket wins, and that next basket came from Marcus Keene for Sideline Cancer, who, big fan, Marcus Keene. Uh, Elmoy played his Central Michigan team um, 2016, uh, put up 25 points. Uh, he was, just, I mean, a legit scorer, one of the top scorers in the nation that year. Um, Elmoy won that game, but, you know, huge shot for him in the tournament. Um, and and Team Hines was a, you know, a good team to pick. I mean, had some talented players: Ethan Happ, Nick Calathis, some real guys. And they just happened to lose. And there was a portion of the Illinois fan base that was roasting Brandon Paul. Some took it too far, um, which it was Twitter. So you know, mm. can you believe it? But uh, yeah, it didn't work out for him. So. He rose above it all. He took to Twitter to say, hey, you might not remember this whippersnappers, but I spent four glorious years at Illinois. Yeah, did have that 43-point game against Ohio yeah. State. Kind of memorable. Yeah, so uh, crazy that people on Twitter uh, went nuts. No. It's uh, unbelievable. It? But, I mean, it's, you know, there's one more former Illini in the tournament that's not on House of Pain, and He's going to play House of Pain on that, Wednesday. That's thus the karma I bring up. We'll see. That I mean, gives House of Pain a chance. 
I mean, the way they played on Saturday, like they were, they were solid. I mean, a few of the games were a little uneven just because these guys obviously hadn't played, you know, full five-on-five basketball, you know, in a truly competitive sense in four months. Um, but House of Pain looked sharp, and uh, Dockich again, you know, was very complimentary of Illinois coach slash GM Mike Latulip. Um, while at the same time bringing up the fact that his son Andrew was the coach for Big X about 15 different times. Um, you seem triggered, Scott Ritchie. It was just a real uneven performance by Dan Dockich, I think, not not just on the basketball court for the, some of the teams. Uh, so maybe just typical Dan Dockich, I don't know. All right. But, I mean, House Payne had five days together in Columbus before they played, and I think one of those days was you know, them coming out of quarantine. So that they looked as sharp as they did was pretty impressive. And I mean, Andres Feliz was Andres Feliz. I mean, got to the basket, finished strong, you know, pushed the ball in transition. Uh, and then, you know, the he had, you know, 20 points. Leading scorer, though, uh, was one of the grad transfers, quote-unquote, you know, Mike Dom, you know, All-American at South Dakota State, number seven all-time scorer in NCAA history. He was really good, you know, 21 points, 13 rebounds. You know, stretched the floor, you know, hit some threes. Yeah. I, I tweeted out Saturday night, but, like, if there's an award for GM of the tournament, then Michael Tulip has to be in the running for landing Mike Dom. I mean, that was a, a great addition for House of Pain. And it'll just be curious to see kind of how you know they match up with Carmen's crew on Wednesday. All right, that too is going to be on ESPN, which gives fans of basketball, fans of Illinois, just something to do. Yeah, and it's uh, an afternoon game on ESPN, so might. Uh, Interfere with some people's you know work schedules, but uh, that's what DVR is for. And um, or when your work is watching basketball, I can just tune in and tweet away. All right, so this is an Ohio State team they're playing, of course. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I know Demetri McKamey's playing. I don't know. He hooked up with him last year, made yeah. a bunch of money. One of, well, they know. last year the the prize was two million dollars for the winning team uh, to split. However, they you know decided ahead of ahead of time now just a million dollars on the line, just just a million dollars on the line this year just because of the the tournament's only twenty four teams and you know, things are a little different obviously but uh, yeah it's uh, an interesting Carmen's Crew team um, it's Aaron Craft on it again Aaron Craft is on it again we um, got you know a guy like uh, got the shooter John Diebler uh, William Buford's on the team. Uh, Dallas Lauderdale, David Lighty, Lenzel Smith. Um, but their la- their like most recent addition though is like maybe their their most legit pro and and Deshaun Thomas. So that's a, that was a good pickup for them. The pride of Fort Wayne, Indiana. There you go. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a good t- good Carmen's Crew team, but yeah, that's been together. Pretty much, you know, the last, I think they've been in this thing four years in a row. Um, mostly the same team every year, so they've got some some chemistry. But House of Pain, you know, thrown together just this spring and summer, had pretty good, 
chemistry too. Like they, they worked well together. So, all uh, right. Hope uh, you read about it in the News Gazette at newsgazette.com. The photo that you got from I think Ben Solomon is that ring? Yeah, a bell? he's shooting it for. All right, his, TBT that, that led the News Gazette Instagram account as the most viewed photo of the week. So there is some interest. That was Michael Finky throwing down on some poor sap. Yeah, ended the first half with a buzzer-beating dunk. Yeah. It's a punctuation mark. That was for all the champagne. Yeah, he got pretty fired up about it. Yeah. I like it. Anyway, I got great news for Michael Finky. On Tuesday, he's going to take over the News Gazette Snapchat account. To take us behind the scenes. What are they all at the Hilton or are they at the Super Eight? Where are uh definitely not the Super Eight. Uh, I'm not sure I mean it's a hotel within walking distance of Nationwide Arena because they walk to the games kind of as a team. Uh not the Super Eight though. Yeah. You're kind of a hotel snob. We've gone into this Ed Bond, our producer, back when Jim Rosso was on the beat. That magical year of <laughs> two thousand that I bring that, up a that, lot. That one year. I stayed at the Red Roof Inn often. And liked it. And now, when I send Richie out on the road, he demands to stay at, like, the Hampton. Well, no, not the Ham- Hampton's a Hilton property, so uh, not a sponsor, but Whatever. Uh, always stay married. You're uppity, is what I'm saying. Yeah, a Fairfield Inn is not uppity. Uh, but it gives me my Marriott points, so. Yeah. Soft. No, th- this is a, a rather large hotel because that's where they're practicing. As well, they've got, you know, pulled in the the courts from Ohio State. Actually, put them in like you know a ballroom and got it all set up. So, yeah, the bubble's real in Columbus, and once you're in, you can't go out. And yeah, as they've, I mean, House of Pain was one of the first teams to arrive because they played the the first day. Um, and there's been at least two teams that you know got to Columbus and then one of their players tested positive and. That's it. You know, the team's out, and they, they've got replacement teams lined up you know, to take the, those spots. So, um, But once they're in the bubble, and if they don't venture out um, kind of against the rules, then you're good, and you can keep playing. I love it. Love every uh, minute of it. Uh, 11 days in a row, is that right? Did I, did I hear 11? Uh, yeah, it, it'll end uh, July 14th. Okay. This is the championship game, I believe. Perfect. And there's, I think, basketball on every day until then, except for the 13th. There's a gap between the semifinals and the championship game. Yeah, live basketball to watch the the rest of this week and into next week. All right, if you are on Snapchat, and who isn't, it's news-gazette. Follow along tomorrow. It'd be interesting to see what life in the the bubble is like. Because, I mean, obviously the team practices, but they don't practice all day. So there's a lot of... TVs, maybe are there Netflix soap, binging or soap operas. Is that, are they still on? One, I don't know. Two, I'm going to doubt these guys are watching soap operas. Price is Right. I think Price is Right is still on. Drew Carey, not Bob Barker. Is it? But. All right. Just don't watch TV anymore. Well, I don't watch The Price is Right, at least. <laughs> I used to, that, that was the go to in the summer, like in middle school, though. <laughs> I mean, you're home. Don't, don't. Don't make me bring up Eureka stories. You open the door. Back in middle school. <laughs> Which of the five years? See, that's just, middle, that's just factually inaccurate. Uh, I mean, four years, typical. Eureka junior high. Fifth grade through eighth grade. All right, so let me answer me a few more questions about 
TBT and I'll let you go. You lose, really, they just kick you out? Do you get to spend the night at the hotel? No. Um, I talked with Michael Tulp about this uh, you know, sometime in the, the run-up here to the tournament, but when you go to the game you're playing, you pack your bags and take them with you, and if you lose, you wow. leave immediately. Seems kind of cold. Well, it's just there's no sense of being in the quarantine bubble anymore if okay. you're not going to be playing. So, All right, so the, send you court, on their way. the court they have has got a big drape, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because they're playing in a full-size arena, but there's nobody there, so. Okay. They got the. Kudos got to the interior designer, because it kind of looks neat. Yeah, well, and then they were also able to, you know, get prominent places for all of their sponsors, so, who are, you know, in fact, probably, you know, helping pay for the million-dollar prize that, that the winning team will share, but, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, this is the first basketball, obviously, anyone's watched in four months and no fans, and it didn't take away that much from the viewing experience that you hear you know, more on the court. I'd like them to turn the court mics up and the, maybe the announcer mics down a little bit because yeah. I really am more interested in what's happening on the court and I'd have to run it with a five-second delay probably, but... Uh, or not, and that'd just be more fun for everybody. The commissioner just texted me, said, "I don't care what Richie thinks." Weird the, the, my number. The TBT commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, uh, do you know his name? You know, <laughs> I do know. In fact, that's why I'm asking you, because I'm pretty sure he did not just text you that. I just texted back, "Who is this? I don't recognize your number." Okay. Just he signed a commish. I <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yes, that's just, I mean, just making things up on a Monday. So a typical Monday. Andres Feliz. Hey, the NCAA tournament stole this from TBT, by the way, putting the next team on the, the board. Yeah, that was right. They stole it. Yeah. Basketball in general has been borrowing from TBT. Cause anyway, NBA all-star game did the Elam ending yeah. this, this past year. Did not know that. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, Andres Feliz climbed the ladder. Why him? Do they just pick it as a sporadically picked star of the game, or does somebody well, anoint I mean, you, or is it a team decision? I don't know. Maybe. Are you a reporter, or, or is playing one on uh, a little bit of both radio these days? Um, Figure no. it out is what I'm saying. Give me answers. Okay. I mean, we got well. Here's a teaser because this will come out this afternoon. We got Malcolm Hill scheduled for Monday Night Sports Talk uh, at five o'clock. So I'll ask I'll ask him why Andres Felice got to put the House of Pain name up on the next line of the bracket. And I thought it was funny because I mean he used the ladder because their game was towards the top. But I saw yesterday uh, Men of Mackey, the Purdue team, won. Uh, Isaac Haas put their name up and he just did it because he's seven two. Humongous. Didn't need a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, course, and their best player was also not a Purdue grad. Uh, Justin Dentman from Carbondale went to Washington, I think. Dropped like 33 points. Another one of those guys. Like, it was like I remember him from back when. All right, enough of the basketball tournament. Although we could spend the whole podcast talking about a great story by Scott Ritchie in Sunday's News Gazette about virtual recruiting. I knew they'd be good. I tell you this all the time. Yeah. Tell me why Illinois is so good at virtual recruiting. 
Well, there's a, I think a few things that have helped their cause. Um, for the class of 2021, you know, a pretty significant number of their priority targets are guys that they got on campus uh, before that became an impossibility. Um, so the their virtual visits on Zoom are more refresher. I mean, there's a relationship built already. These guys have seen State Farm Center, have seen Oven. They know some of the, the details. So this is just virtual visit can fill in the gaps or reinforce some things. Um, they're not starting from fresh, like, on the first Zoom. Um, what else has helped uh, is the fact that these are like all-in events for the coaching staff. Um, Brad Underwood, all of the assistants, um, Adam Fletcher's on these, Jeff Alexander, like the entire Illinois staff takes part, and that's something. You know, Luke Goody, you know, the the lone commit for the 2021 class, said that that meant something to him as well because Stephen Gentry was his lead recruiter, and he'd gotten to know, you know some of the other coaches and staff on his uh, unofficial visits, but this allowed him a chance to talk with say Chen Coleman more or talk with Orlando Antigua more than just Stephen Gentry and Brad Underwood. Um, and then at the very beginning of this, when all of the in-person recruiting, you know, was stopped by the NCAA, I mean, no one was prepared for that. So they had to put together kind of what their plan was uh, in virtual recruiting. And a lot of that, work came down to um, their social media director, uh, Kelsey Ansfield, and then video coordinator uh, Zach Hammer, and he d- puts together, when well, he does this throughout the season, so he has clips that he can show, that you know, two specific recruits, like, maybe, and something that, that Luke said, that they took some of his AU video and kind of integrated it into their system, so it was like put him into, you know, the Illinois offense, which he thought was really cool. And then uh, Kelsey just said, I mean, cranking out graphic after graphic. And I think some of it maybe didn't make the story some extra. It was like, they've got all this, but, like, they don't want to just keep sending something every single day to recruit. Like, they, they kind of have a schedule in mind of when it would be most impactful to just a little reinforcer uh, of the Illinois recruitment. So it's a, it's been a group project for them, but uh, seems to have been successful. And they got – their first commitment from Luke Goody based a lot on the fact that he'd been to campus, but you know, after a a virtual visit. Don't know if our podcast listeners are aware of this, but when we were recruiting Scott Ritchie to become the beat writer here, we, we took some of his footage and and put it over (laughs) Lauren Tate's footage and showed Scott typing at the typewriter, you know, with a cigarette and a bottle of whiskey next to it. Said this could be you. One of those three things would be factual. I'll let you guess which one. Um, yeah, that again. I don't remember that happening, but you know, it's been six years now, so maybe it did. Who knows? Scott Ritchie recently celebrated his sixth anniversary with the News Gazette. We are very appreciative of all your hard work and sometimes correct knowledge. I'm. I feel like I'm more correct on days that aren't Monday. Hmm. I don't know. There's something timing. Something about that. I don't know. All right. Fill me in. Speaking of recruiting. That's all I'm going to ask. Just fill. Speaking of recruiting. Okay. Um, Fill me in. 
new offer out yesterday, and an interesting one. Uh, wrote about it, you know, for this morning's Good Morning Illini Nation. Uh, but Michael Trigg, uh, an interesting prospect because he's being recruited now by Brett Underwood, but he's also been recruited for more than a year by Lovey Smith. Um, he's one of the top tight ends in the country in the class of 2021. Um, four-star recruit, but he's also you know, ranked by rivals as a three-star shooting guard. And, you know, he put out a top ten on in early June that was, uh, you know, more football-oriented. But in the last, I guess, three and a half weeks or so, he's gotten you know, offers not only from Illinois, but LSU, Kentucky, Southern Cal, South Carolina, Auburn, Memphis, and Alabama to play both sports at the collegiate level. So it's interesting. I mean, he was an All-State football player and an All-State basketball player last year at, at Sefner Christian um, in the Tampa suburbs. He's going to transfer and play a senior year somewhere else because you know, who doesn't do that you know, at this point? Um, still staying in Tampa, but I mean, probably uh, obviously higher level football recruit. Um, caught 82 passes for 1,200 yards and 16 touchdowns last year. Also did some time at quarterback just because he's an athlete, but um, his football team made it to the state semifinals, and then he led the Sefner Christian basketball team to the state quarterfinals. So successful. Um, had a really good season last summer on the 16-under Under Armour circuit. So, I mean, he's legit. And uh, I just I don't know how the football-basketball combo would work necessarily um, at the college level because in football season, in theory, can go through early January if a team makes it to one of the well, if a team makes it to the one of the New Year's Six Bowls or the college football playoff. Uh, basketball season would have started in November when practice um, in October, so there's that overlap there. So I, I don't know how it works, but Brad Underwood and Lovey Smith are clearly okay with trying to make it a go. Um, they get along, don't they, Underwood and Smith? Yeah, I mean, Lovey Smith said, right. has said several times he's a basketball fan. So, right. yeah, it's just uh, it'll be tough to make it work. I mean, I know at Illinois, you know, Kyle Hudson played football for Ron Zook, but then played baseball for Dan Hartlib, and fall, spring works a lot easier. I mean, there's spring football to contend with, but I mean, you look like in the SEC, there's some guys that play football and run track. Hey, I told you last week, Brad Underwood, I see on South Prospect all the time when I'm driving home because he lives over in my neighborhood. We're kind of neighbors. Okay. Not really. Okay. <laughs> the dude's skinny. Well, on the broadcast, I guess he texted Dockage during the game and said that after there was some conversation, I, I don't want to repeat about Dan Dockage's workout during the quarantine because it was a little disturbing. Uh, but apparently he's lost 26 pounds. Brad Underwood has. Looks good. Yeah, well, I mean. How do you do that? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm about to ask him. Good advice to have. This just happened on Saturday where I found that out, where everyone found it out. I'll show you my route home so maybe you can bump into him. 
say hi. I see Josh Whitman running. They, they're kind of in the same neighborhood too. You just got all kinds of neighbors. I just got to drive prospect. That's the, apparently <laughs> how to find out things, right? Yeah. Um. You know, I you know do the whole social distancing thing. I I come here and I st- I'm at home. Doing my part. Wear a mask. Also, just drop that in every podcast. Wear a mask. Where are we basketball? Wise other otherwise besides recruiting anything to report of the guys? Everybody healthy? I still see Georgie posting strange nature pictures. Yeah, well, I mean, what lake was that? Got to be one around here, I suppose. Well, it looked big, maybe Clinton. I don't think it was Lake of the Woods. Yeah, I mean Clinton Lake wasn't Boneyard Creek. That's not a lake. One. Uh, yeah. Don't you get smart with me, Scott Rich? Health-wise, uh, we're all going to still be in the dark about Illinois because they're not releasing any, you know, news about positive or negative tests for the virus. So, who knows? Because they're not going to say. Um, also, wouldn't be a HIPAA or FERPA violation to just give a number. That's why there's fifty some football programs that are saying, yes, we've had positive tests, because a number doesn't give away anyone's identity. Thank you, Marcus Welby. I'm just going to put that out there, in case people were wondering. Do you know who Marcus Welby is? I don't. Ed Bond does. So it must be something before my time. Anyway, so it, what is today? June, July 6th, uh, last Brad Underwood said you expect to have the whole team on campus here shortly, I think. Brandon Lee might be the last of the bunch to arrive, uh, the, the newest Illini. Um, I think next week is he's on the schedule. So, uh, yeah, they're going to get back. And then, I mean, the big date for basketball is July 20th, and that's when coaching staff can actually get out on the court with small groups of players, obviously, and – do a little act, you know, real basketball activity. So that's still two weeks away. Patience is key. I'm into fishing lately. Okay. Why is that? St. Louis Post dispatches the story of a man catching a 112 pound catfish. I read that story. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting photo of this guy holding onto this giant. I caught a gar. Fish. Okay, like recently Which, or just... On Saturday night, I took my son did you fishing. See, did you see Georgie at it, the lake? I was looking. That's what got me my curiosity. Okay. Uh, how big was this guy? I don't know. It it made it to the shore and then flopped away. It was very scary. It looked like a tiny alligator. It did not look edible. Uh, I mean, could eat it. I'm not sure it's like one that I would choose to eat, a gar. Yeah, it didn't look... Like a didn't look like a bass at all. Well, clearly because it's a different species. For. <laughs> anyway, go to the Post Dispatch, read that story if you're looking for some non basketball entertainment. It's a big catfish, 112 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Also, not one you'd want to eat because catfish are bottom dwellers, and they only get that big if they've been eating a lot of stuff. Dwelling. Down. Yeah. <laughs> not great. What else you got for like what what do you got for this Sunday's paper, Scott? You got a. This is the year in review, is it not? 
Oh yeah. All right. Reminded I still need to work on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Illinois Year Interview. Who's your athlete of the year? Does it have to be the Dyke Edelman Award winner? No, it doesn't have to okay. be. Um, and I think in the few times last couple of years that I've done this, it's matched up occasionally, but also has not. Uh, this year, I think there wasn't really much doubt in who the, the players of the year would be. So, uh, Sumo, male athlete of the year. Jacqueline Quaid from Volleyball, Female Athlete of the Year. It was pretty straightforward. and I feel like it always. I mean, even when we, uh, we selected someone other than the, the Dyke Alderman winner, it was a pretty clear choice, at least in my opinion. So I don't, I'm not sure you could. I mean, you can make a case for somebody else, obviously, but those two were, were pretty good. But yeah, it's, your interview, uh, it's not just the athletes and of the year there's lots of different categories that uh that all break down all right you got to um you have to grade the coaches i was like this right no it's more of a for the program as a whole. so what is men's basketball a minus you're pretty a tough grader as i am pretty, out over the pretty years. tough grader uh the well leaders. their grade's going to be much higher than it was last year i was going Don't, through yeah i'm asking you a question here richie i was going through last year's uh gave him a d last year 12 and 21 that was deserved um yeah, yeah i think i mean maybe just an a like they yeah, were right top four finish in the big 10 we're going to be in the ncaa tournament i mean that was they had to finish their work virtually of course did not get to attend the classroom that is the tournament yeah, so I mean that was unfortunate, but yeah, an a uh, no 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 minus just a. Yeah, I see. Io said took to Twitter to say, "Hey man, we pre- probably are going to win this thing." Yeah, I, I did. See, well, because watching the, the basketball tournament just made him Jones for a little for some basketball action himself. Yeah, said the Illinois would have won the whole thing, would have gone far. Um, maybe not wrong because you know back in March, like. Joe Lenardi ran a tournament simulation. I know uh, your former Illini, Sean Harrington, did the same. On was posting, you know, the results on Twitter, and other, a bunch of other people did as well. And like, almost a consensus. You know, Illinois was reaching like the Elite Eight. It, I mean, like Sweet Sixteen, kind of like the the floor for their tournament potential. So I don't know if that makes Illinois fans feel worse because that it didn't happen or better is like there was a team that could have been you know good in the tournament all right anything else before we let you go scotty i think we covered all right the uh, malcolm hill again on radio tonight five o'clock ish yeah right WDWS. there WDWS. The listen to the podcast if you don't hear them live pick up tomorrow's paper for the latest on uh the basketball tournament and uh, follow along on snapchat as michael finke shows us around and then, of course, every morning at 6 a.m., read Good Morning Alina Nation. Riveting, riveting stuff. Yeah, and just every single day. So, Man, keep it going, Scotty. Hey, we'll talk to you next week.